Welcome to episode 5 of This Is Oz Ag In Conversation. I'm your host, Nicole McDonald. We left the last episode with Tegan wanting to challenge the idea that being vegan does reduce your footprint. On this episode, she questions the way people arrive at facts, and Kel also discusses the challenge with sorting out fact from opinion, and that what we consume ultimately is a personal choice. Um, I always want to challenge this notion that being vegan uh, does reduce your footprint because I know there is so many, so much misinformation and so many facts that people just throw around. I find it very difficult to trust what's being said, and that works both ways. Like maybe I just have a bias oh, yeah. that I continually, yeah, I continually look to. But like just for instance, that Catalyst program recently. They spoke about how much water it takes to produce 100 grams of beef. And I just cannot see how they've arrived at those figures. And nor can anyone, like MLA's chucked up a, a massive think about it. And I think rightly so, because there's just a, a set of like figures presented. And that if I wasn't involved in the industry, I would have just accepted that. But because I know what it takes to grow an animal from its birth to its, like it grew out of life cycles, there's just no way that that makes any sense to me. So I'm not going to blindly swallow that. So what was like, what was the stats that they said, and what would you say that the reality is? Oh, look, I can't actually remember, but it was like a ridiculous amount of liters for a hundred grams of steak, and um, like I would have to look back through my would notes to find out what exactly. Would that include Maybe um, that's the entire process. Well, I think yeah. I think that's what they, they met. Yeah, even so, though, like, it was a ridiculous figure. And I'm not sure, I just can't see in any fathomable way how they arrived at those figures. Like, and I can't, I don't want to give you the wrong numbers, but it's, like, um, been completely rejected by our industry because it was just kind of, kind of like, pulled from out of the hat, these numbers. Um, yeah, I do wonder as well, and it's, I suppose it's, it's until I hear a fact maybe three times, like a stat rather, yeah. let's not say fact, a stat three mm. times, then I kind of go, okay. I mean, the world is growing and we're becoming incredibly overpopulated in the cities and, um, you know, and then stats like, you know, 75% of um, livable land is, is farming land and, um, you know, that we feed the crop, we feed crops. To the animals that could be feeding the third world, stuff like that makes me think, okay, yeah, it kind of makes sense to me, but I, I'm definitely keen to um, just hear the argument. I'm sorry, I missed that, Kel. What was that last bit that you said? Oh, just that the world is, um, you know, that we're going to be up at 9 billion people in, yeah. by 20, 2020, something like that. Again, it's just we're just throwing stats around, but... um you know, yeah. um, clean water and usable land that's being used for livestock mm-hmm. rather than for for human yeah. life. Um, I just, yeah. you know, I'd love to, and I think this, the conversation is happening because we have to find a balance in order for humanity to, to survive. Yeah. And, and like the methane reduction that you're doing, Tim, is like, you know, obviously something that we need to consider. So it's all just... Um, part and parcel you know we're, we're talking about it because, it because it matters and um you know the, con- the consumer thinks they don't have um that much impact but obviously they do um 
because it changes industry and it, um, yeah, affects the conversation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just think it's really important that we all really challenge facts and where they come from. Um, mm. Because, I, yeah, I, for every article that I can find, pro something I can find, I, exact same articles against it. Yeah, and, seems to yeah, be, yeah. Me. I just, that's um, what I do, I err on the side of caution and think, well, I just, I go with my heart and my gut and that, yeah. But that's, again, it's personal yeah. opinion and, and I'm in my yeah. whole family at me and I love them. It's no judgment. It's just personal yeah. choice. It is a personal choice and I totally get that. Um, yeah, I think it's funny. I probably have more in common with a lot of vegans than I meet than people who just blindly, you know, who don't care about animals or who just blindly yeah. eat food. Yeah. Sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, we're kind of good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I, we've been going for almost an hour, so I'm just conscious of time, but I just wanted to check in. Did anyone have any last sort of burning questions that they wanted to ask or address or any takeaways? Um, might just start with TK. Anything? Uh, no, not. I, no, there's lots of things I'd love to keep talking about, but now I'm very comfy. I, I, um, I think what I've heard from Cal and and talking with Tess and other people is people want to have the conversation, and I think deep down we're all very similar. We all want to, you know, leave the world in a better place. And I think at the end of the day, we're all we're all in the same boat and we all want to do that. There's a few little differences, but um, I've really enjoyed having the chat and I'd be more than happy to answer any other questions at any other time. And Tegan, any other questions for you or anything you want to ask or any thoughts? Um, look, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on today, Cal. I think that was really brave of you, particularly seeing as though it was just you um, with, along with TK and I. Clearly we're on we've got um, different opinions but I really appreciate that you took the time to do this with us. Um, I did just want to know if there was any way that you would ever comfortably like you would ever give the nod to uh, um, farming animals if you, there was ever an instance where you would be like okay I'm happy for that to, to go ahead because I feel like it's doing more uh, having a better outcome as opposed to a negative one. Um, I mean, I used to be much more opinionated and affected, but you, but I can't be anymore because it's it's not my choice. Everyone's got their choice, and um, I don't I don't kind of say this is bad and this is good. I try I try not to do that too much anymore. I mean, I say I'll say this is bad. Okay, I I do share stuff on Facebook. I'll see something horrible about you know a dairy cow being thrown in a in a dumpster, still alive. I'll share that and I'll say, I'm basically saying this is bad. Um, so with animal ag agriculture, there's going to be some cruelty. Um, it, maybe that's a matter of opinion, but it seems to me, I think it's, it's a little bit unavoidable and I personally don't, don't need it. I don't want it. I don't want it to be a part of my life. Um, but then again, like I said, my my livelihood, I make money and through doing grazing tables, and that includes meat. I try to buy, and now you know I'm gonna. I feel much more informed with what to buy for that. I give people the option to have vegan or vegetarian grazing. People always, most most mostly always, 
So for me, um, uh, I I love our conversation today because it's made me feel like it's not as as nasty as I thought it was. That's great. Um, I'm pleased to hear that. I didn't want you to feel attacked <laughs> at all. Ben. No I'm way. I feel like I, I, I feel like maybe I've been the attacker, and I hope I hope um, it hasn't come across like that. I these are questions no. for interest to to help me get through life and and not worry so much about animal welfare because it's it's a big concern of mine and um, I always kind of figured that people who work with animals must love them um, because they do have personalities and they are if they're an animal an animal is their livelihood you're probably going to care about them because and also as the farmer said to me this weekend um, um, a, a better animal husbandry creates a better product so there's that as well. I really, really appreciate the time to talk about this openly. And I had a couple of little heart flutters and and a bit of anxiety, but um, that's um, that's you got it. You've got to keep talking about it because otherwise you just you're just talking shit. If you don't know and if you don't yeah. keep listening, then you're then you're um then you're not really you're really part of the problem. No matter which side. Yeah. did you have any? Did you have any final like questions that you still wanted to ask um, before we sort of wrap up? Well, I I'd had some questions for TK, but I'm I I I get a better understanding of of why he does what he does. I mean, yeah, you can't all have. I've, I'm sitting on 120 hectares here, and I've got one pig, and I see how much she's destroyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I regulate her temperature with hay and she comes inside sometimes and sits by the fire <laughs> um, in the winter. Um, we can't all do that. People are going to keep consuming. And while they are, um, you just have to do the very best that you can um, farming-wise um, as you see fit because you're the farmer. And, um, you know, um, yeah, I've, I, I've, I learned a lot today and, and I would have before said, well, why don't you just let them outside and, and um, you know, fence them off in different areas and have hay and have water for them. But I guess that's just not viable. Um, and so uh, if you say they're happy, um, that they have a good life, that makes me feel a lot better. Um, but, you know, I'll leave it to the experts, I suppose. Well, I just wanted to say before we go, Kel, keep posting your videos. I think they're like really important. I think because you always put them out there, you never write any sort of judgment. You kind of just put them out there as to get people to think. And that's really important to me. And I think that's why these conversations are really important to me so that we can all sort of start thinking more about what goes into people making decisions and people being more conscious about their decisions um and tk and tegan thank you so much for for being like open about your your farming practices and what motivates you guys um i've learned so much from you in terms of how food production actually works and just even just the understanding that behaving in a more environmental manner makes sense because it actually economically makes sense as well makes me feel better because sometimes I worry that people are motivated by profit but when you can see that profit and environmental outcomes are aligned that makes me feel um, more trust for, for agriculture yeah that's that's great. I agree. yeah I'm glad you raised that fact because to us it's, it's um 
it's so obvious the link between environmental and economic outcomes that we forget to sometimes say it, but um, I'm glad that that's more obvious to you um, and to yeah anyone who questions maybe sometimes our motives. Yeah. I think uh, in the other part that's of great. it though, Nicole, is at, at the end of the day, farmers, their farm and their animals or whatever they have or their crops, that's their superannuation. Like we don't, we don't put money towards superannuation like someone who works for a big business because our farm is our, so it's got to be there forever. It's got to be, and as I said in my first opening line, I do this because I want it to be there for my kids and grandkids. Um, so I, I, I've never even thought about it till we've had these discussions recently, the whole what, you, what you're talking about. Because I just always took it for granted that, of course, I want it to be sustainable. I want it to be environmentally friendly because I just always in my mind thought it was there for the future for everyone. Um, but we need to be selling that better, I think, is what you're saying. Yeah, cool. Can, um, I, can I ask one more question just because we're here? While we were running out of time, I'm really happy Kel felt confident to raise some final questions with TK and Tegan. My big takeaway is that these three guests came to this conversation willing to hear the other person's perspective and perhaps have learned a little bit more about what other information might be missing from their view of animal agriculture. Whether that's Tegan better understanding Kel's concerns, TK finding out what common sense aspects that motivate him to farm sustainably are not that common sense to the everyday consumer. And Kel learning that farmers are trying in a number of ways to achieve good animal welfare and environmental outcomes and that they value her voice. I'd really love to see us having more of these respectful conversations, genuinely trying to challenge the assumptions we've made about people and perspectives we may not always see eye to eye with. Catch you on the final episode. Thanks for listening.